This is Sexy Book Club. Like the name says, we talk about sexy books with an emphasis on the sex. So keep listening only if you're ready for frank and explicit conversation. Welcome to Sexy Book Club. My name is Amy. I'm Tom. And I'm Carla. And this is where we talk about sexy books. Just a little disclaimer, a little trigger warning. There is going to be talk of rape in this book, and that might be a trigger for some of us. So if that is the case, please feel free to skip to another episode. Um, let's, let's move on. So the book that I chose today was called Releasing Rage by Cynthia Sachs. Sax, not sex. Mm-hmm. The first thing I mean, I thought yeah, it was right? it's a sex. good, it's a good pseudonym for a romance novel author. So well done, Cynthia Sax. Yeah. What did you guys think of the cover? There's no woman on this cover, you guys. True, and that guy just looks like a man. Yeah. Yes, it does not no. look like a cyborg. He does not look like a cyborg. I don't even think his hair is long he enough. He looks like a Model D or E cyborg, but not a Model C. <laughs> Definitely not a Model C cyborg. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's sexy. I looked at it oh, and yeah. I was like, I mean, yep. Yeah, dude shredded. So maybe he and and the Model C have that in common. I'm going to read the jacket cover, if you will. Hold on to your seats. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to something. I took my hat off, so. And I'm standing. Sorry. Half man, half machine, all hers. Rage, the humanoid alliance's most primitive cyborg, has two goals. Kill all of the humans on his battle station and escape to the homeland. The warrior has seen the darkness in others, and in himself. He believes that's all he's been programmed to experience. Until he meets Joan. Joan, the battle station's first female engineer, has one goal. Survive long enough to help the big sexy cyborg plotting to kill her. Rage might not trust her but he wants her. She sees the passion in his eyes, the caring in his battle-worn hands, the gruff emotion in his voice. When Joan survives the unthinkable, Rage's priorities are tested. Is there enough room in the cyborg's heart for both love and revenge? Is there? (laughs) Oh, God! I guess we're going to find out. Spoiler alert, there is, because this is a romance novel, and there's always room. There is enough room. That's the thing about it. I love it. Carla, you've said before, there are specific tropes that these novels follow. Mm-hmm. This one is definitely not less. It's not love at first no, sight. it's not. Which is fun, because last, last month we did love at first sight, and this one was, well... I mean, it was kind of love at first sight for this her. This was love at yeah. first sight on her part, but definitely hate at first sight for him and like just hate a lot of distrust for him in there. universally yeah, of about like all human beings and since she's a human she falls under that category but he has a good reason to hate and we'll get into that so let's talk about <laughs> let's discuss the characters first so this story has two characters first is Joan Tull or Joan Tits if you are oh. one of the yep. rectal wipe <laughs> men upon the board that sh- uh, the the station she works at, so uh, Joan Tall is a shapely woman with curly hair and big hips. She grew up on an agri lot raising cattle with her family until it was attacked and her entire family was slaughtered by the Mantidae. Is that how you guys pronounce That's that? That's how I was saying it the as man well. The Mantidae, they're like yeah. bug-like yeah. aliens. So they slaughtered her whole family, and since then, she's joined the Humanoid Alliance. The only reason she survived was because she was saved by another C-model cyborg, and ever since then, she's always had a soft spot for them. She is a take-no-shit kind of woman, uh, which, frankly, she kind of has to be because all of the men are horrifically awful where she works because she's the only female on the station, And females seem to be seen as very much less than in this book. Yeah. Oh, very much less than. Yeah. Like her one friend is like, you're kind of smart, you know, for a female. So and like that's a guy she's friends with. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she has a really sexually submissive personality. Like there's no, no doubt about that. If you tell Joan to get on her knees, 
you won't even finish the sentence. She's she'll be down there. And that's I feel like how they kind of get away with a lot of the stuff they do in this book, because that mm-hmm. is her sexy style. So now on to uh, the cyborg. He is C899321 or rage. He's a cyborg, which is why we chose this story, because we wanted something a little sci-fi. And I think, boy, did we get it. Uh, he was created to do two things, essentially to breed and to kill. Uh, but the breeding program didn't go very well. They were never able to successfully impregnate any women, cyborg or human. And so that was kind of ended. Uh, but they thought this was because the nanocybotics in his body and his semen and his saliva ended up fixing, you know, unfertilized eggs as opposed to reproducing with them. So they have that special ability within them, all of the I'm assuming all of the cyborgs. I assume. Yeah. Have that special. I would have to think so, yeah. So Rage has uh, long black hair as described in the book. He has light gray skin, which I never ended up picturing in my head every time I was picturing it. Me neither. But he was very much said to be like humanoid, but definitely couldn't pass as a human. Like he was for sure machine. Um, He has a square jaw and a compact neck, wide shoulders, all around just like a super sculpted body because underneath that skin and muscle is metal. He's covered in small scars that haven't healed the way they should have due to them being inflicted by human handlers who did testing on him, uh, which is why he does not trust any humans. Also why he's missing a testicle. They mention that a lot. Yep. Uh, He's also super dominant in Every aspect of the word. Uh, He's a proficient killer and never misses a chance to tell Joan that uh, he could end her life at any moment if he so chose to do so. And so the larger setting, like as Amy said, like this is sci-fi. So it is sci-fi. They're on a space station. The humans are in a war with the man today who, yeah, are like aliens, but also or they are aliens, but they're like bug like, but also have guns. I don't know. Whatever. They're gross. I'm imagining like... um, like a man praying mantis? Yeah, that's kind of what I had. That's what I imagine. Because With of guns, though. Yeah. The cyborgs yeah. are soldiers. So like Amy said, Rage is a Model C, which is like a primitive model that like really looks cyborg-y. And then there is also D&E models who are on the space station who are also warriors, but who could pass for human. They look more human. Um, this is like the most patriarchal patriarchal society. Like... Like Amy said, even her, like, best friend is the worst. Like, she is... So there there are other women on the space station, I think, but she is the only one that has ever gone through engineering school, and the engineers work one-on-one with one cyborg as they're, like... They heal them, they take care of them, they do maintenance on them. handler, basically. All of that. So she is the only one... And even though she has all the same training as the guys, she was working, like, in the waste disposal system because they hate her. They The captain was, like, forced to have her on board. And so she's very excited when she finally is going to get her own cyborg and then finds out, oh, shit, he just killed, like, just killed his previous handler. And they only have assigned her to them to him. Because he's going to kill her, they think. Happiness. The main conflict in this book, uh, yeah, kind of starts off, like Carlo was saying, as Joan is this kind of shit upon female engineer. Um, but yeah, she she starts to win over Rage's trust slowly but surely and serves his every need. Every need. Uh, and then eventually we discover that there is a planned cyborg rebellion where they plan on making a break for their home world. Uh, But, of course, Joan's in trouble, so they have to come back to the space station and save her. And then, uh, yeah, they eventually get to the homeworld and a plot twist happens, which we'll mention later on. Awesome. Okay, I think we all know kind of what's happening in this awesomely sci-fi, out-of-this-world book. And, oh, is it ever. (laughs) So, just for our friends who are listening who, when we're talking about dominant and submissive, this book, to me, very much screams like BDSM. And that is um, bondage, domination, submissive, and masochism. So this is kind of like 
if you think, if you want to make a comparison, kind of like, and I haven't read it, but Fifty Shades of Grey is very much that. Um, it has different subcategories, and this is very much a dominant submission. So one person is a dominant, and whatever they tell the submissive to do, the submissive does it. And while for people who don't live that lifestyle, might seem like the woman is being disrespected. He doesn't even call her by her name. He calls her female. You can make all sorts of arguments like that. The submissive is very much into it. There are different personalities that just gravitate toward one another. And from like the very moment Joan sees him, we knew in a split second, yeah, she's going to do everything he tells her to do. Not because she has to. No, she, but because she wants she definitely to. wants to. She is like so, so into him telling her what to do. Mm-hmm. Like yep. she she is more. And this is the thing I think like and forgive us if we're speaking like ignorantly about a lifestyle that you are part of. We're doing our best. She is so much more into it in the beginning than yes. he is like she wants him from like the second she sees him and her wanting him displays itself by her like very happily doing whatever he says she literally crawls on her hands and knees to him through mm-hmm. the gore of her predecessor yep. that yes. rage just finished dispatching in order to gain his trust <laughs> And she, I love that she makes all sorts of um, these references to cows because she was raised yes. as a farm girl, yep. right? So, like, so she's like, no eye contact, like crawling toward him, soft like, voice, stay upwind, like, whoa, boy, whoa, boy, yeah, like she's approaching a predator. I mean, which yep. she is, yeah. like he has been trained and spent his whole life, like just as a killing machine. Yeah. So, so. I, that part, like, that's always been sexy stuff to me. I may have dabbled um, in my younger years in that sort of lifestyle. And if you ever read this book and you're ever upset that she doesn't get respect, that's not the dynamic here. The respect that the submissive gets from the dominant is knowing that no matter what happens, he's responsible for her and he will always take care of her. That is like, it's actually like the heartwarming inside of the BDSM community yeah. is that you don't care. I think so. Doesn't too. matter how far it gets, you know that your Dom is going to take care of you. And they do. It's the unspoken, actually, it's a spoken agreement <laughs> between people that that you know you're going to be taken care of. And that is the exact relationship that they have. She proves herself to be loyal to mm-hmm. him, does everything he wants, even states something. He's like, Why do you serve me? And she's like, I serve you because. Like it brings us like both it and pleasure. I like it. It brings us both pleasure. Yeah. And some people are like that. And I kind of like that this book showed that in it, it wasn't as a humiliation as a large part of it, mm-hmm. but they didn't go too far with that, which I enjoyed. Like he definitely humiliated her in a lot of different ways. Every time they were together, he was like, why do you have clothes on? Yeah. yeah. You should never have more clothes on. Than the superior in the room. So she always had to be naked. Yeah, I would say he, I don't even know if he humiliated her, but he definitely just dominated her. Like that was. Wouldn't it, was, it be humiliating though if someone asked you, like, why do you have all those clothes on? Take them off. But I mean, she was so into it. I don't think it would have been. She was a little bit, she blushed at the beginning. Well, she yeah. was, and then she got used to it. But it, I think he was trying to humiliate her at the beginning. Yeah, he was trying, I think, to dominate her to. Uh, like to exert his power and to scare yeah, her because fear. he did intend to kill her. He hated every human being for good reason. Yes, he states multiple times at the beginning of how he is going to kill her. <laughs> but because her reaction was like, okay, <laughs> uh, like right. every time, like, sure, whatever you say, sir, yeah. um, that obviously like changed his opinion. <laughs> As he, like, grew to trust her. Yeah, I like that she wasn't without her own mind, too. It wasn't always just... Not at all. Yes, sir, yes, sir, which he did make her call her sir, which is another big domination submission. And right to the end, like, they really, like, kept it going. And it was... I... I thought it was that part of the book I thought was great. Like, I thought it was handled very well because they were clearly both so Mm -hmm. into it. Like, they had that dynamic and they both loved it and both felt loved and respected within that dynamic. Mm -hmm. 
And that's And it made it sexy because you didn't have to worry about the sex scene going too far. It went as far as both parties wanted to take it. So I felt safe reading it because I knew he wasn't going to like all of a sudden like stick something in her ass. Yeah. Which they do because cover he had that more respect. in one of the scenes where he says, like, I'm, you know, if unless that's what you want, like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I was like, yes, oh. yeah. because consent is such a huge yeah. part of it, which is awesome. And she was super tough. Not like, I think that's kind of what was cool, like, and, and realistic in a way is because she was the only woman and she was constantly not just fighting for respect, but f- she was like harassed, groped, mm-hmm. like it was horrible 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 um she was tough as fuck like she was legitimately tough and strong-willed unlike in the last book yeah. we read where Which they were pretend. trying to like she was pretend tough yeah, yeah she was saying she was but she wasn't like joan was tough as fuck um so it was you know like she was clearly into it yeah because she because she was so willing to let go with him she trusted him it was it was nice it was also it was really sad to read the parts that i see a lot of um like truth in parts of society mirroring in the book because there are still professions that women enter where they are the only one in a group of men and they are treated like dirt they're treated like they can't handle whatever the job is even though Obviously, you have to be qualified to get there. They get harassed and all of this. And so I like that this character didn't let that get to her, even though it escalated to a really horrific point, which we'll get to further into the story. But I like it when I can see something of uh, in real life getting mirrored in the book, but something is there. there is a consequence. Everybody dies. Like, yeah, there is, <laughs> there is definitely yeah, a that's consequence. the, the biggest of consequences. Isn't it, though? Isn't that the one we fear the most? Okay, let's talk about some of the sex scenes. I say some of because I think if we covered all of them. Oh, we, we would, would be here for hours. We would be talking for a very long time. I, I wonder if this will be a record for how soon it gets sexy. Because <laughs> it's very soon. Yeah. It's like I, I don't. Well. I wonder if I can see in my Dude, notes. in chapter one. She, I was going to say, I feel like it is. She says she yeah. would risk everything for this cyborg. I have never seen someone fall in love so fast, I don't think. Like, literally chapter one. Like, she goes from cleaning poop to on her hands and knees <laughs> asking if she, she can, like, like, release some tension. Release that tension, yeah. That's what I was, was going to say. Like, it's literally chapter one is the first, like, sexual situation mm-hmm. is... Very early on and keeps up pretty consistently. Like, I think I had nine marked, but somebody had more. But it's like, I mean, a lot of it just like rolls into the next one. You know, there's a lot of that. I can't even say what page number it is because my page numbers are all fucked up for some reason. Yeah, mine keeps saying location. location. It's 321. So location 180, which sounds really late in the book, but it's really just like 10 pages, I think, into chapter one. She asks him, can I clean your feet? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, thank you. And then she's all like fucking turned on. She's like, no male should have a voice like that. Like the endless night filled with decadence and sin. She resisted the urge to wiggle her ass, her pussy moistening and her nipples tightening. What did I write? I have a note here. I, oh, I wrote, wow, what? Already? <laughs> it doesn't take much to turn Joan on so long as, you know, you're the right kind of man for her. Yeah, it happened really fast. But yeah, she initiated. Yeah. But the entire time he thought, so, you know, you're a man, cyborg or human. A woman's on her knees in front of you being like, how can I serve you? And he's like, are you a breeding female? <laughs> I asked for an engineer. And she's all like, I am an engineer. And he's like, "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. What kind of breeding drugs do they have you on? Which gives us a clue that they used to drug women to have sex with cyborgs to see if they could breed the two together. Which, to me, I was like, ew. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Ew. Which also tells us that he's not traditionally sexy. No woman is going to walk up to him and be like, mm, yes, look at you. I think he's like... Scary looking. I'm picturing almost like Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein. Yeah, just totally. a little too. Yep, me too. Just a little too big. 
Yeah. Yeah. And grayish and just like not really human colored. Yeah. But his only sexual interaction before her, like I think his only experiences with women were as part of this breeding program where like literally he'd be in a room. They would bring in a woman who had been giving all these like breeding hormones to make her extra fertile. And they like were both forced Mm -hmm. to have sex with each other when the breeding like injections were supposed to like turn the woman on enough to let the guy breed with her too yeah it's like so he was just as much a victim of that like fucked up situation as the women were like no one was there like they were all against their own will i think so this is the first he thinks she's fucking with him exactly he's like either Yeah, or what have the other humans done to trick me? Like, what Mm -hmm. fresh hell is this, basically? Yeah, like, he thinks there's going to be some sort of consequence to her being in there with him, for sure. What's she going to do to me? Which is, I think, like, he is a victim. I think you said that really well, Carly. He's a victim through and through. As we as we go on, as she's cleaning him, she sees all these scars on his body, even... Even in his ass, like, I'm not sure if she's spreading his cheeks, too. That confused me a little bit because he's, like, standing upright and she's cleaning down his back. Is she, like... I kind of feel like she did. Yes, I kind of feel like it was that exhaustive of a Like, she was very thorough. But she noticed scarring there, too. And so, like, all sorts of horrible things happen to this guy at the hands of humans. I wouldn't trust this bitch either. That's fair. Like... Mm -hmm. And, like, to all of the other cyborgs, like, they have yeah. all been totally abused, mm-hmm. like, Cause they're not physically seen as human. and sexually. Yeah. And it is horrendous. And they even cut his testicle off. Yep. Yeah. He has one testicle. And they didn't even sedate like, him. Well, that's anything. the thing, is they gave him what's called, in this book, a prolonger, which means he feels everything even more than he would have normally. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. humans are real assholes. They're, yeah. like... Super yeah. villains. Everyone basically except, except for, for her yeah. is a super villain. Yeah. yeah, which is, you know, a bit extreme. But I think it gives us compassion for the machines because sure. I mean, absolutely we always side with our own kind, right? Like given situations, unless given enough information to change our minds, we're generally like humans versus machines. Yeah. But in this one, humans are doing terrible things to these half machine, half people. Like they can feel pain. They can, you know, they can breathe. Yeah, like they're fully functional beings. They have independence. Can I ask a question? It is not a sex question, it's a robot question. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Um, Because I didn't feel like they explained this, but maybe I just missed it. Were these men that then got roboted, or were they like a separate. Like, they, I don't feel like they explained how the cyborgs came to be. I had the same question. Mm-hmm. Tom, do you have an answer for I it? I don't have an answer. I want to say, uh, after reading it, I feel like they somehow, like, created them. Like, they didn't reuse. Mm-hmm. They might have reused, like, no. skin. Yeah. But even yeah. that, Agreed. they can rebuild, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like they were, like, they're calling them cyborgs, but they kind of are not really very yeah. human. Yeah, they're, they're even more the ones just that machine. look human. They're like they're like Cylons. Sure. <laughs> yes. If anyone, the you know what I mean? Like they, they yeah. yeah, like they look human, but they are actually. Um, okay, I wanted to yeah. check because I was like, did I totally no, miss that, or she like, just like jumped into it? <laughs> and and it was fine. I mean, I didn't need that backstory. I just was curious if you guys had picked up on it. Sometimes I miss things. Hey, it's all good. She ends up. Gaining his trust, and they have super sexy sex. Like constantly. Like he goes out and fights and like battles the mantidae and comes back all blood soaked. She cleans him off and like gets down to business. She proves herself over and over how much of an asset she is as well because she's constantly like she's upgrading his software and he can do his job even better and it gets to the point where he i i think is so in love with her but doesn't say love but he feels so strongly and very possessive over her that Mm -hmm. he gives her weapons to protect herself he tries to order her to stay in their quarters or chambers that nobody else can enter because he's worried because she's systematically getting attacked by other men on the ship like i think she gets partially strangled at one point by her 
bestie. What is by his her friend name? Dennis? Denny? Danny? 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 Yeah, he's trying Danny. to warn her. He's trying to kill her to save her from the really bad thing yeah. that's going to happen. Mm. It's like, <laughs> cool. Oh god! Cool, well, cool, she cool, stabs cool. him in the leg, so good for her. Yep. So horrible things are happening, but it's a lead up. It's a lead up to. The really most horrible thing that happened. So after much of the sexy times and she is getting him, getting Rage to open up, he kind of tells her that he is planning to escape. And she's like, well, good. You should escape. Yeah, she's all about this escape Yeah, plan. Yeah, and she sort of figured that that's probably what's happening and gives him a little bit of information about like, hey, fun fact, did you know that you have three locators in your body? Yeah. Hmm. Instead of just, just two? Just so you know. And there's five yeah. on the ship? Just information. No reason I'm telling you. And then he and his friends, when they're on the planet fighting, like he says, she told me this. And they're like, what the fuck, bro? Did you tell her we were trying to escape? And he's like, no. Like, she just told me, and they test her thing, and they find well, the stuff. Lo and behold, and yeah, they find a fifth locator on the transport ship, and they, they sure think, hey, do. maybe she's onto something. Also, his friends are great. Oh, yeah, his yeah, friends I are awesome. His characters. friends are great. His friends are yeah. really funny. They're, I get younger than him, so they're earlier models for the most part. And, or well, I think they're newer later models. models. Sorry, they're, they're newer, newer models, models yeah. whatever. They're like E&D. Yeah, and they are so... They're funny. Taken with the fact that he has a female that he's allowed to breed with. Oh, yeah. And he's, they're like, when we, when we get out of here, like, can I have my own female? Like, I want a female too. Is my female going to be as soft as your female? Like, they keep, because they, again, another wonderful book that doesn't have a typically stick thin, large breast, billowy hair. She is. A regular gal. She's got big, good birthing hips, as her mom would say. And she grew up on a farm. So she's like. And she's like six feet tall, I think. Like, she is like a big, robust woman. This was something that I have like, that I loved. And I don't think I've ever seen in a romance novel before. Although they often have like curvy women. They're talking about he. I don't know why. I literally highlighted six words. So it doesn't give me a lot of context. But my what I remember is that. He was going to fuck her from behind and he grabbed her ass and he they like explicitly say something about the dimples in her skin. Like she explicitly has cellulite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It made me so happy because what woman doesn't you show me a woman. Every every woman does even like but I it just was so great. I, yeah, I love that. And I also love that he was going to fuck her doggy style. And she was like, no, I want to I want to see you. And he's like, what? Like, you can do that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you want to look at my face? Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. He was very, like, innocent in a way. Like, he had never had, like, a fulfilling and mutual sexual relationship. Mm -hmm. So, she was his first in in that. Absolutely. He was not her first. No. 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 She sampled the wares. Yeah. As they are having sex, it is. It's like the best for her because of their dynamic. And every time they do anything, it is like times 10 for her because of these really super fun, which I wish existed in real life, nanocybotics. <laughs> I know, right? That exist like in his cum and in his saliva. So when he's like kissing her and like coming inside her and stuff, and he's all like, don't worry, baby. I can't get you pregnant. Like, this doesn't work, Uh, which was said multiple times. And she was even like, Mm -hmm. I'm on an anti-breeding inhibitor. So we're that doesn't make sense. I just anti and inhibitor just canceled each other out. She <laughs> right. she's on birth control, you guys. Like she just yeah, took a birth she's control. She's on birth shot. control yeah. because she's a sexual like modern woman. Sounds stupid, but you know what I mean. Like you know what though? I think maybe if she was sleeping with everyone on the ship, they she would have had a lot easier time. Sure. Yeah, that's just my. If she was just the slut who put out, I think they wouldn't have fucked with her. Yeah, as they much. all hated her because she yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Like she just wanted to be their colleague and be respected. Yeah. And God that's forbid. Part of the reason why they hate her. Yeah, imagine hmm. Hmm. women, right? But anyway, so every time he would come inside of her, it was like mm-hmm. all these little like super sperm, just like making her orgasm like a thousand times. Yeah, and would and healed her and made her stronger and increased her pleasure and yeah. yeah. Healed her and made her like 
I mean, they didn't talk about like getting a cold, but she wouldn't have been able to even like get a cold, right. I think, you know, I like think so. she yeah. was no. she was stronger and tougher and healed faster. Yes. Like when her friend tried to strangle her, mm-hmm. he started she healed licking faster. He licked around he, her neck, right? Yeah. I've got yeah. a couple of things from uh, chapter one, a couple of little quotes I could read about it just to uh, to give people a better idea. Uh, let's see here. She says, the sensation was unlike anything she'd ever experienced. His essence warming, tingling, pinching, a thousand bubbles bursting over her skin. It was too much, too good. And then later on, she asked what that was. He says, my nanocybotics. Uh, he releases her wrists. They're concentrated in my cum and to a lesser extent, my saliva. Your skin will absorb them until I give you permission to move. Stay where you are and don't touch them. Yeah, he just wants to come all over her and then just like... Just like, just leave it. Just, just leave it. Just rub it in. It's good. I like it's. Es- I like he has like effervescent cum. Like that's what it yeah. happens yeah. to be like. It's like pouring yeah. a sprite all over you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I imagine it. Like <laughs> anyway, it's probably nothing like that. How do I know? So, so also, if he has sex with her enough, you guys, she stops aging. Hmm. Boom. Isn't that perfect for a robot who can't die of natural causes and a human to get together? I mean, come on. Moving ahead a little bit in the story, she gains his trust enough for him to finally say, yes, me and my buddies, we're getting everyone out of here. Like, we're escaping. She gets inside information that after this solar cycle, also, I want to come back to the use of solar cycle, so I'm just going to put a pin in that. But after this solar cycle, they're going to be decommissioning all of the cyborgs on the ship and experimenting on them essentially with the the inhibitor the what the prolonger prolonger, thank you inhibitor so they'll be like they'll be like awake and feeling it extra as they like do experiments on them and cut them apart take them apart essentially well and not only are they going to do experiments they're going to take rage's head and put it in a fucking museum That's right. And so she doesn't like that. She's very protective of him. So she comes up with her own plan. She's really sad. And I think this goes to the relationship that they have. It's oftentimes with submissive dominant relationships, it is beyond love. The submissive does anything for the dominant, regardless of personal consequences. So she is more than willing to send him off to know that he's safe And she's just going to try her best to, like, fuck things up at home because she knows, like, it's over for her. Once Rage leaves, she doesn't have protection anymore. Not that he really gave gave her that much to begin with, I don't think. Well, he was always on missions. Because he wasn't there. Yeah. They would wait and attack her when he was away. But she knows he's going to – he and all the other cyborgs are going to leave Mm -hmm. during the, like – what do they like the transition There's or whatever? Some sort of transition, yeah, yeah, like they're moving space stations or whatever. It. Repositioning. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Tom. Um, so she has accepted like this is going to be the end of our relationship because they're all going to leave. They're going to go to the cyborg, you know, homeland or homeworld yeah. or whatever, and our relationship is going to be over. But like, I want them to make it. Yeah. So I'm going to cause a distraction, and I know a lot of shit because they gave me that job working with the shit. I'm going to blow so up some shit. She's going to blow I shit up. I can blow up some shit. Like, she is, she is like, being very self-sacrificing. She is. She's really, it just shows how deeply devoted she is to her cyborg. And that's exactly what she does. She gives him enough information to, like, go off. She says her goodbyes. She, because after she heard the horrible things that the cyborgs were going to go through... She couldn't live with herself because she has she has to make up for when that C model saved her, essentially. I think that's the root, like a core value for her. She was for once sure. saved by, by a cyborg. Now it's her turn. She can she can do good here. However, all the men on the ship were also alluding to, you know, it's something's like it's gonna come around for you after this repositioning as well. Like there's something coming for you. Yeah. She knows very well that she's probably gonna die. So yeah. she sends Rage off. She starts to fuck shit up at home. Little does she know, Rage and his buddies plan to come back, but Rage didn't tell her that. So here is, like, apart from horrificness that's coming up, this part really bothered me because she did everything that she could to gain his trust. And he still she, withheld information. That could have saved her 
life Mm -hmm. or, you know, just she could have known that he was coming back for her. But instead, she went in just knowing this is it for me. And while Rage did try to get back to her, his buddies stopped him because if they came back too early, their ship would have been blown up. Yeah, they would have shot them out out of the air, basically. In the meantime, something horrible happened to poor Joan. And she was attacked by her friend, who would desperately do anything to fit in with any kind of group. Um, They cornered her in a room, in Rage's room, I think. Yep. And Mm -hmm. they attacked her. Denny tried to give her the prolonger so that she couldn't pass out for all the horrible things that they were going to do to her. And she kicked the shit out of him Broke the prolonger. And she's like, there's no fucking way. So she had one goal in mind. She knew she couldn't take on all these guys. She's so smart. I love her character so much. She's like, yeah, I can't fucking win this. So she picks a fight with the stupidest motherfucker in the room that she's always had a problem with. And she's just like antagonizing him until he beats her unconscious. Essentially, he boots her. She moves her head. So she gets the kick in the head. When she's unconscious, they can't give her the prolonger. No. So she, yeah, like she is she so like tough and smart and is like, fuck no, like something horrible yeah. is going to happen. And I know it. How, what is like, I can't stop it from happening, but I can stop it from being like peak horrible. Yeah. She's going to, she's yeah. going to have it happen on her terms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, it's going to happen, but I'm not going to be here for it. So she escapes into the world of unconsciousness and they proceed to, luckily, not in detail, uh, but they violate her in probably every way. I would assume every orifice. She was pretty much, by the time Rage got back, they left her alive. Barely. Because barely. And she was pretty much like like ground beef. At that point, probably yeah. completely yeah. abused and just he he was he raged, you know, like as anyone would seeing a loved one like that. And since all the cyborgs came back, uh, they she also did something wonderful, which was to eliminate the inhibitors of them talking telepathically to one another. Second book, there's telepathic communication. Yeah, yeah, they could talk like on a different frequency, but of course that was shut off in the space station. They only wanted them to be able to do it when they were fighting, but they needed it when they were soldiering. Um, But yeah, she made it so they could all talk on the station, all the different shifts and all of Mm -hmm. the cyborgs could communicate. They took everyone out coordinating themselves and Rage spent his entire time in his room with her healing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is rough. Listeners, this like, is this where is it gets... Hope. Rape is horrible, obviously. I don't even think that it's a stupid yeah. sentence. But I don't know if what he did was worse or just, like, yucky. <sighs> it's certainly yucky. I don't think... Gosh, I feel like this is we're going to this is the part okay, so where maybe we, we should say warning. We should say what he has to do to heal her and then just yes. Tom, what does he have to do to heal her? Oh, don't pin this on me. Um, Yeah, what he has to do to heal her is basically shoot as much of his nano cybiotic come inside of her. Yeah, but yeah, and also lick her awake. face. And, like, lick her whole body clean as well. Because it's also in his saliva, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So he has, like, healing fluid in him, and he wants to heal her. So this is the thing. It is, like, so fucked up, I think, of the author to make it so that a sexual assault victim has to have sex sex to be healed. healed. She's still unconscious, which is... In a way, is good. She wanted to be unconscious. She, in in the book, like, she was unconscious for everything bad that happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm glad of that. But um, it is just... Sorry, Carla. I have to crack another beer, you guys. This is just... You need a drink for this. It's upsetting. It is... It's upsetting. upsetting. On the part of the author. Yes. I feel like the character didn't do something wrong. 
Mm-hmm. He His love was dying and he could save her. So he did. Yeah. But, like, but there could have just been a sentence. Yeah, she could have been, she, she could she have passed just out after saying, save me any way you need to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. She could have become conscious for, like, 10 seconds and said, like, Rage, I love you. And him say, like, you know what I have to do to heal you. And her say, I do. Do it. Pass out. Yep. He does yeah. it. No Great. problem. But that doesn't happen. And it's like, she really, she treats the sexual assault like she does, like, kind of gloss over it. Like, that doesn't, she doesn't get into that, mm-hmm. which is good. But this, when he is healing her, she, like, kind of gets, gets into, into it. it. And it's yeah. bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, my notes are seriously, like, I won't open it, but it's like, what the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? Fuck! What the... Se- yeah. <laughs> just yeah, gets, like, my notes more are essentially the same. because like, it's... Fucks her to heal her? Question mark? Repeatedly? <laughs> question mark? Question mark? Ew. <laughs> yeah. I find a lot of times when rape is brought up in these books, it is part of sex play. This one absolutely wasn't. It was absolutely a violent act. And there's one part that I do really love later. While um, the commander was the one who actually hatched this whole plan against her. So not only was it horny other guys. It was her boss. She was working with. It was her boss. A superior who said, yeah, this is okay. Let's do this. Also, save her ass for me. Yeah, he wanted her first. And I want her awake. Yeah. Like, he's a fucked up individual. So, Rage specifically saves him for the end so that Joan could get some closure and some revenge. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. anyway, he says to Joan, every being here knows what he did to you. And then it said, Rage wouldn't allow her to feel shame for another being's actions. I love that. Yep. She's like, mm-hmm. don't like, don't talk about it. And he's like, dude, we all talk like in our head, like everybody knows. Sorry about that. Also, it's not your fault. Yeah. And also it it happened to all of them. Yeah, it, it was. She she dealt with it. And this is the thing. Oh, authors, come on. You're so good sometimes. And then just like a sentence. But um, because he was a sexual assault survivor, he thought like she when he was saving her, he's like, she's never going to be able to look yeah. at me again because I'm doing this. She's never, gonna But I have to me. do it because I have to save her. She wakes up and she thinks he's never going to want to touch me again because I've been violated and I'm like disgusting yeah. now. And those are like feelings that real people would have um and so it's good that she doesn't pretend that like everything's just fine but then they have a conversation and it's like of course i don't feel that way like because yeah if she would have woken up out of her unconsciousness and been like oh man it slept so good all right like let's get going like yeah yeah i know i like that like what you said no author does it all right yep yeah and we we wouldn't be able to have this conversation, though, had he not done what he did. Felt horrific about it because being a survivor himself knew he was violent. Like, he was so very much aware, like, well, I'm, I'm a terrible mm-hmm. thing and, like, undeserved of any happiness or love ever in my life. Like, this is – but I'm going to save her. And if she doesn't want to be with me after that, I understand. I don't know. I think it's an important conversation to have. We wouldn't otherwise I think so too. got to have. Yeah. Had she had had that one line in there that would have solved just all the one problems. line, just one line. Okay, yeah. let's move on. So that was horrible. He takes his revenge for Joan out on the commander, dead. Happiness. Everyone, everyone on the battle station. That's true. Not dead. just the commander. Every human. Yeah. Every is human dead. being. He was always flip-flopping back and forth as to whether or not he was really actually going to bring Joan with him, which I think is maybe why he didn't tell her he was coming back. Because he wasn't Mm -hmm. even sure that when he came back, the plan was always to kill all the humans on board. Except for just maybe, maybe not Joan. But he didn't know he was going to bring her with him. Because in the homeland, humans are not welcome. No humans. No humans. Because humans are awful. He decides to take her. She's super happy. They get on the ship. They're flying through space to get to the homeland. But uh, 
Guys, Joan's getting fat. Fat and she's so hungry. <laughs> Who's eating all these nutrition bars or what? whatever they I call them? I quoted yeah. the one. I'm going to read that later for like my excerpt. It's super yeah. short, but like, oh my God. This author goes out of her way to make it so fucking painfully obvious. Like, it hurt. Like chapters it upon chapters obvious. upon chapters of like, oh, she's getting fat, and oh, there's this virus, and oh, another life form that we can't detect properly. There's and another it's like, heartbeat. Come on. Guys, like she's preggers, and we knew it seven chapters Exactly. Ago. No one's this dumb. For, for so, so long, long, we knew it. It was, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the cyborgs might not have thought of sure. that. Of course not. But she is a human mm-hmm. woman. Yes. She even went, the college she went to had a maternity-type infant care unit for god's sake she kept telling all the cyborgs about all the all the human women that are out there i think they thought she was the only one and they love the way that she was built are they all as soft as you are they all like like are they all like like you you? said his friends are like the other cyborgs like they just fall in love with her because she is i mean she's awesome she is super super smart she's upgrading them all she's like doing stuff but yeah, with permission because he has like there's real control he stuff. And she's she's telling them that like they're gonna find females of their own and like yes, yeah. she's super. And how lovely it they is, like, are, and yeah, I, they're really just a big family. But I really think that they would fuck her in a moment if Rage said it was. Oh, okay. if Rage, yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. Like they all are super yeah. into her. I think I mean, she is the only woman like, they've ever seen. But... She's all of ours, right? <laughs> Yeah. He's like, no, mm-mm. this Gap character, he's like the teenager almost of them. He's always like, I'm just going to get really good because females love skilled fighters. And <laughs> those women taking care of all those babies are left unprotected. Somebody's got to protect those women. And even she says, like, Joan is like, he's really fixated on these women at the university. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and she down. also is like, not everyone wants a man that's like rage like not everyone's gonna have the dynamic we have wants a killing machine just so you know it's true or a dominant partner right like so it's all of this is treated well right and they're like traveling through space to get to the homeland and they get there and the homeland people are like Mm -mm. who's a fucking human get her out of here no way she's not coming like you guys can all come we're gonna kill her get out of here joan but they don't get out of there they find a virus on board but which isn't a virus, heads up, you guys, it's a baby. So first ever cyborg human breeding success. She, after multiple tests, finds out that she's pregnant with a bouncing baby cyborg boy who can communicate telepathically with... With Papa and the rest. Yeah. Yeah. With all of them. Yeah. And the, all the cyborgs are oh, so, they're so happy. Like, like, they're calling it our like they're yeah. all claiming the good. baby. And of course they do that twilight thing where it's like, oh, because of his super sperm, this baby's going to be ready to be born like yeah. next week. That's right. And he's only going to be like, it's going to only take him a year to reach full maturation. And then he's going to yeah. be a grown man going off fighting his own fights. And I don't know if we said this, but there are female cyborgs in the homeland, yes. but no other human. But there is like women there. Yes. I think I did mention that he did breed with women, cyborg. Right. And, and human. cyborg women. But yeah. the cyborg women are, they seem like just a picky bunch. Like they're very hard. They don't, I feel like they're just super picky the way that they describe them. But they try to use a cyborg woman to, to lure rage. Yeah, to get him. And Mm -hmm. she comes up and she touches him. And she's like, why aren't you turned on? (laughs) Like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, get away from me. And Joan's like, get away from my man. Well, Joan was all worried that he was going to leave her for a cyborg woman. it was going to work because, of course, the cyborg women like the cyborg men, except for the sea models that are like, you know, kind of Frankenstein-y, are like beautiful physical specimens because, of course, they are. So this woman is like model beautiful thin and muscular and just like none of the other cyborgs like it though they're like no they all want their soft curvy woman they want a soft soft curvy woman like joan like joan and she was yeah it seems she was very disappointed she wasn't found attractive by by the cyborg and joan the martyr she is was just like He'll be happy here. He'll go off to the best for him find a cyborg woman like she's very much 
a sacrificing lady. But no, Rage isn't taking none of it. And since they have that virus, they have to be taken onto the other ship and, you know. But they still can't come to the homeland. Even after they find out she's pregnant. Yeah. They still don't. But that makes sense, right? Because all those fun friends of his, now they need to, like, go into the world to find their mm-hmm. ladies, right? That's in the true. subsequent 9,000 books. There's so there many a lot more of books. Are there? The I, I didn't look, I didn't yeah, look ahead. Because it pops up on mine when you get to the last page. It's like, oh, because you read this, maybe you're interested in These this. And there's like books. a Yeah, there's, it looks like there's quite a few more with all of those. <laughs> right. Like, all of his friends. And if they went to the home world. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the, it'd be the more snippet of the next I didn't chapter, either. So. No, me neither. Yeah, because it's just because We got sidetracked by that, too, the little bit at the end of the last book where it's the startup of that dude's story. And I was like, let's just focus on this guy's story. So she gives birth. Everyone's like the happiest. He's full grown, going out on adventures with his with his uncles. Now, what what do they name that baby boy, Amy? They. Oh, shit. Where is it? They named him. Oh, fuck. It's a terrible name. It is a terrible name. This Tom, you obviously wrote it down. I should have. Yeah, I Tom, didn't. damn it. Just tell us, Tom. They named their son Choice. Right. Choice. <gasps> Which oh. I think is super kind of cute because in a dominant submissive relationship, the submissive has no choice. But she did have choice, but didn't she? Got she got choice. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But they do all have like... Those yes. names. They do. Gap right. And, rage, yeah, gap, rage. Rage. Gap. Vector. Vector, Vector of course. Yeah. Anyway, she lets him go off and have adventures. And then her and, and Rage get to live their sexy lives on their ship. I think they just... Are they going around deciding to free other cyborgs? I would assume I it's quite... like a Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine type situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, there are other cyborgs yeah. on other ships having terrible things done to them by humans. Yeah, so they're going to go... Help him out. Does anybody have a favorite sex scene? Can you even choose one? I don't think it's, there's any it's really so bad much. Ones. And the author used your very traditional words. I didn't find any weird stuff. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of crazy adjectives. I found like one. There was womb, me... womb Watch 2019. <laughs> womb Watch 2019. Hashtag um, Womb Watch. Womb Watch. Like, it's just going to be something I notice every time. Because even in this one where it was very, like. Pregnancy. Yes. I mean, it did end in pregnancy, but this was like literally in maybe chapter two. But they mentioned like they don't say sex chapter a whole five. lot. It's all breeding. Mm-hmm. And the womb is yes. a very big part of breeding. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's that's true. So. Um, But yeah, the <laughs> this book was tough for me. That's fair. <laughs> because up until the horrible stuff happens, I was yep. into it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she wrote well and it was like sci-fi erotica yeah you know what i mean like she gets into it real quick stays there the Um, whole time and and stays there which is great it was a very sexual book all the way through but i didn't have any like hilarious or it was all just standard same here i found each i didn't find anyone maybe it was because there was a multitude of sex scenes, any one particular one that stood out for me, like there were different parts of each one's like how he'd have her like bend over and grip the edge of the sleeping unit. The horizontal support, you mean? The bed, you guys. The, the horizontal, horizontal support. support. And bend yes. over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I only found one that I was like, oh, that's the one for me. And it's where. <gasps> Read uh, it for us. Okay. Uh, I have to breed with you. He couldn't process that fate right now. Rage pushes Harcock into Joan's pliant pussy, engulfing himself with her softness, her heat. Pliant pussy Ooh. was... <laughs> okay. Yeah. It has the alliteration in right? it, too, though. Right? So good. Right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there was nothing crazy as far as, like, adjectives were this time around. I am I am going to say, though, that the very obvious choice of when... And I mean, I get it because he only has one ball... So sucking his balls into her <laughs> mouth doesn't, but it it literally took me out of it every, every single time. time, right? Yep. So you know, like he's she's everything. It's like super sexy. His nanobiotics within her have never faded. This is at the end, um, after you know she's had the baby and she might not be cyborg, but she was no longer one hundred percent human. He's changed her as she's changed him. She sucked his ball into her mouth. 
there was a few things that every time she mentioned them took me out of it. Uh, the scar on his cock, she mentioned several times. And every time I was like, ah, that's just. Mm. But yeah, like the the gray skin, mm. the scar on his cock, the it's just like there was a few things every time that I was like, ah, yep. OK. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, the one ball. Right. Yep. He's a robot. The one. This ball. is so my like female centric perspective that like the scar didn't even like. Didn't phase me either. But I don't have that part. So it didn't, I wasn't like, ooh. I've also seen some with scars. It didn't bother me then. It didn't bother me yeah. now. And, and I kind of just forgot that he was gray. Like, I just didn't picture sure. it that way. But then way. every time she had um, it written down, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it was always an oh, yeah. But yeah. then yeah. they get into the sexiness and my mind wouldn't yep. turn his skin gray. And I feel like it was because gray skin to me equals dead body. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I just, I just couldn't. Get yeah, me too. Yep. Like it seems dead. That's it seems Frankenstein. Yeah, I just couldn't be sexy. Think yeah. that the ball thing just was like it's just grammatically it seemed, correct, but brought up a lot for me. Well, brought up a lot, like brought up a lot more than it would have been if he had two testicles. I think so. It seemed like excessive. Yeah, yeah. maybe just to consistently remind us. He was a victim yeah. of some horrific yeah. experiments, and we should never forget that. That's it. They, like, fuck off into the several different sunrises because, you know, multiple yeah. suns and everything because this is a different world. I think overall, overall, you know, I don't have a favorite adjective. Yeah, there wasn't really, like, a great example through this book of multiple times where she mixed it up. It was a lot of the same words. Yeah. And it Cock, was fine. Pussy. But- what about- Which is actually what we said last time, right? Is that, like, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, cock, pussy, that's that's good stuff for me. I don't, I never quite could understand when they had, because she included some alternate language, which was interesting, but didn't use it frequently enough that it felt natural enough to me. Like, what, they didn't say fracking. What did they say? Frag. <laughs> Frag. Frag, yeah. And the rectal Ugh. wipe thing. So, like, yes. she was describing her coworkers as, like, dickheads. The first or one, I whatever. loved it. Like, what a rectal It was funny wipe. the first time. And that was on literally the first page. And so it really was actually great, like, mm-hmm. world building yes. right away. Um, but then it's like she a used lot, it so many times. Lot. And I was like, hey, we get yeah. it. God, yeah. come up with a different, like, I could come up with 15 ways to call someone an asshole sure. right yep. now. Yep. So <laughs> they would also have those words, right? Did anyone feel like the sex scenes often felt a little bit like war? Yeah. Yeah. She used a yeah, lot it of. it was combative. Like, I have one here. He worked his way into her, forging forward, retreating, forging forward, yes. retreating. <laughs> Oh, another thing that reminded me is like it's always like a battle. Their sex is a battle, even though she's like, "Yep, just take me." Like literally, just starfishing there. Like she don't care. <laughs> erotic invasion. So that oh. is my favorite adjective, I okay. guess. The erotic invasion. His erotic invasion. I like it, Tom. If you were to rate this book, what would Ooh, you give it? I would give this book. Three out of five pliant pussies, except for the gross part, which drops it down to like a 1.5. All right. Interesting. Carla? Man, the bad parts of this book are so bad that it ruined the rest of the book for me. Like I couldn't get back into it in a sexy way, Mm -hmm. which sucks because I'd say up to chapter 11, I would have been like a four out of five. I was into it. But then all the bad stuff happens and it's just so bad that it couldn't she couldn't get me back afterwards. So I would say like one, one out of five, because I would never want to read this again. And I couldn't in good conscience recommend somebody yeah, else. That's read fair. It. I am with Carla on that one. I give up to chapter 11, like four erotic invasions out of five erotic invasions. But from chapter 11 on, it's like, I don't know. I don't get phased very easily, but I give it like a two erotic invasions out of five erotic invasions because it was able to get me back at the heartwarming pregnancy where everyone's super cool and awesome and happy about it. But it was was just that It's just that bad. Yeah. It's that bad. Just that bad. I would think, um, like, if someone likes the idea of like the cyborg sci-fi and like 
definitely a lot of sex. Maybe try another one in the series because yeah. maybe that doesn't happen. And she writes the sex mm-hmm. well. She and it's does. like she does have a world built and it is like if the horrible things hadn't happened, mm-hmm. I would have given it a much higher rating. I think so we maybe need to another do, one will be different. I think we need to read maybe the next novel of this at some point for the podcast and give her another chance. Compare? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we'll revisit this author. Like, did she mm-hmm. receive this kind of feedback when she wrote this first book? Were they like, whoa, that was too much? And she was like, okay, I hear you. Maybe. And I would like, I would love it if we've read another book that like had the dominant submissive thing yes. was great. Like, Without I was totally the gang into rape. It. Yes. Without yes. the horrendous, horrendous sexual yep. assault. Not necessary. Uh, what about uh, bonability? I don't think we touched on that for each character. Ooh, oh. Thank you. I was just going to mention how sexy were they? Bonability. I would not bone him. Yeah, no, he I couldn't like, with the gray skin. The gray skin and like she was super into how primal he was. And I think maybe in a sex way, I'd be OK with that. But in, in a every like, other way. In an every yeah. other way, I'd be like, no, yeah. no, thank you. And that's the thing, too, with dominant submissive. It extends outside the bedroom. Yep. There are couples who mm-hmm. live where and and they do get married. Right. And she calls her husband, sir. Sure. And mm-hmm. she is in every aspect of their life. The submissive yep. always. That's the thing is like they're both into it. And it is like that's yeah. dope. Like. If you can find someone you're that sexually and life compatible with. Awesome. That's amazing. Good for you. Um, And while I could do that in the bedroom, in real life, I couldn't. No, I'm too independent to refer or defer to someone for my every move action. Like these people choose their partner's clothes. Like it is all encompassing. In the bedroom, totally. So you know what? I would... I would have sex with every part of him except his body, you know? Like, if you take him and put him into, like, maybe a Model E, (laughs) I would fuck that up and down. Yeah. Right? Or let that fuck me up and down or whatever. Whatever he wanted. That's cool. But unfortunately. And he's, like, so strong and, like, yeah. like She finally felt feminine. Right? Like, because, like you said, she's taller. She's she's a larger. big and strong. Yeah. Yeah. And But he was bigger and stronger, so. Yeah. So what about you? Tom, would you fuck him? Uh, probably not. I mean, yeah, same sort of thing. Like, oh, one off in the bedroom? Sure. Outside of that, nah. I liked her, though. Oh, she was I delightful. Did. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'd fuck her. 10 out of like, 10 would do. Yeah, I would totally do it with her. Like, she was confident sexually and, mm-hmm. like, super into it, which is super one of the most attractive everything. things you can yeah. be, yes. is An super into it. fantastic sex partner. Yeah. Yeah. Makes but up for a lot. Right? Better than that. Yeah. And and she like knew what she wanted and yeah. And also was like so smart and strong and self-sacrificing. She had like it all. Yeah. She, she was the perfect she was the perfect package. Yeah. I can't find a fault with her as a woman, like as a female character, which normally and I'm I'm sad to say this, but I'm working on it. I normally I'm very judgmental of the female characters I read, and I think that maybe says a lot about our society right now. I try my my biggest thing is to be less judgmental about other women because it's all about lifting up, especially since the world is hard enough as it is. Yeah. But when I read these stories, I'm like, these aren't real people. I'm tearing them apart. Yeah. I could not find a like with Kindle in the last book. I was like, you're just pretending to be an independent, you know, about mm-hmm. town woman. You're not. She was just she was she, she oh, was. Joan she was, was awesome. I yeah. think um, because with romance novels, typically the heroine is the audience surrogate, so they make them like kind of blank, so yeah. you can feel like oh, it You're is me that's like in the story. Um, but with her, like yeah, I wish like I aspire to be that strong-willed and. You know, like, yeah, yeah, she was fighting fully... in her career and also like a wonderful human being and didn't let all the terrible shit that happened to her make her a terrible person. Like, she's great. Joan, I heart yeah, her. She was just fully formed. She was awesome. You know what? I have to say for this book as the only thing that took me out of it was a super yucky part. I freaking loved the plot. Yeah. This Book had a plot that had me invested. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me 
that we are in this galactic war with these like bug creatures and we have commissioned these cyborgs to fight for us but we're so fucking awful that we then go ahead and experiment on them so they need to plan their escape from us to their homeland yeah take out the sex i would still read (laughs) this because i like genre fiction like it is still a science fiction book yep. that I would be interested in reading. It's interesting. Shame about those two Cynthia chapters. Cynthia Sachs, it's just too bad about <laughs> those that. Those two fucking chapters. Mm. You know what, listeners? Read the book. Omit chapter 11 and 12 and just say to yourself, she had a horrible sexual assault and rage saved her. Move on to chapter yep. 13. And then it Do would, that. Yeah. Because the book itself is good. Yeah. Ah. I yeah. feel like I want to change my rating because me too, but I, I just wanna, can't because yeah. reading I just, it, I was just like, oh, "What I was the so... fuck?" And she never got me back into it. But you're right; if I had gone to here and then started again, knowing like, "Okay, this is what happened," but didn't have to read it, I would yep. probably have we a different sh- opinion. We should have that as a little uh, literary science experiment next time. One of us reads the book before the others. If there is one of those parts where you're like, "This is going to ruin it for everybody," tell one of us to skip it. Like oh, but not the other one. Yeah, and yes, see. but not the other. So one of us has skipped it. Is it going to change how we feel about like how we rate the book at the end? Okay, I'm down Good, for that. I like it. That's a fun idea. I mean, that being said, hopefully we never read another yes. book with this shit in it again. Because no, yuck. but you know what? But we There's, will. We will. We will. The the genre is so vast. So, so what? <laughs> like some of the pussies within it. Real pliant. Real pliant. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us online at sexybookclubpodcast.com on Insta at sexy underscore book underscore club underscore podcast or email us at sexybookclubpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd want to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be super fantastic. And Carla, what's next month's book? Next month's book is called Night Pleasures. It is book one in the Dark Hunter novel series by Sherilyn Kennan. And I picked it a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure it's a sexy vampire book. Nice. Oh, tell me, is there such a thing as not a sexy vampire book? Ooh, good question. I don't I don't think I've Salem's read one. Lot by Stephen King. I'm gonna say yep. that is an unsexy vampire book. You know what? You're right. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Okay. Good call. I don't think there's been a sexy Stephen King novel out there. No. Prove me wrong, listeners. I don't think the man can write no. sex in any kind of way that is not like ugh. gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he has children. I know he's had sex. But Gerald's game begs to differ. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) keep your pussies pliant. Pliant.